Welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! Introducing first, fighting out of the neutral corner, the undisputed, undefeated, baddest boxing podcast on the planet! And now, your host, Eric Rambo! All right, guys, welcome to this latest installment of the baddest boxing podcast on the planet, a.k.a. the king of boxing podcasts. And once again, I'm your host, Eric Grembo. So I'm sure by now, uh, just for the reference, today is Sunday, December 2nd. You guys have read the news. You read about or watched last night um, the Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder aftermath. Um, I'll tell you this. I had the distinct pleasure of uh, getting uh, the offer invite to go see that fight in uh, in person, and it was beyond phenomenal. Um, not just the fight itself; we'll get into that in a few minutes. But the uh, the atmosphere, ambiance, whatever whatever extreme word you want to use to explain or describe the feeling that was in the Staples Center. Um, at least during the heavyweight championship part of that that card, um, just phenomenal. Uh, the to, so to kind of give you a background, um, you know the Staples Center I think holds around twenty one thousand people, and obviously as the the card progressed, um, I actually got in there uh, during the Jason Wellborn and uh, or excuse me during the Luis Ortiz uh, and uh, Trevor Kaufman fight, uh, which was pretty good. Ortiz. Ortiz put on a clinic, but uh, Kaufman definitely seemed uh, definitely seemed sturdy enough for a little bit until uh, until Ortiz got him out of there. Uh, then, of course, uh, Heard uh, taking out Wellborn. But I'll tell you the uh, the crowd. I, it was very hard to tell, or actually not hard to tell. I mean, you could tell how many British fans or English fans, uh, you know, Irish fans that were there. Uh, from Great Britain, because they definitely brought the volume. They definitely brought their own distinct energy, and you guys know what I mean. That you know their their chance, their uh, their uh, you know riling up their fighter, you know supporting their fighter is pretty pretty dang amazing for sure. Um, but yeah, great experience, guys. Um, if you ever have a chance to you know go and experience that type of caliber of fight, um, I, I recommend it completely, especially. You know, I think for us out here on the West Coast, I want to say 2006 was our last heavyweight fight out here. And I think 2002 was our last heavyweight championship fight on the West Coast of the United States. So for us, definitely a big, uh, a big event. I was surprised in all honesty that it got that packed. I, you know, because let's be honest, I mean, I didn't think that Deontay Wilder's, you know, influence had reached the, you know, the, the level of being able to sell out, um, you know, the Staples Center. I didn't think Fury uh, either had that international influence, but I, I stand corrected because I think, I think it goes to both of them. Um, I think the majority of people that were there, you know, they do know who Deontay Wilder is, but definitely Tyson Fury brought his fans out. Uh, definitely he has influence. And I'll tell you what, uh, and again, we'll talk about the fight in a few seconds here, but um, 
I think I know for sure that you know people in that arena walked away knowing who the heck Tyson Fury was and instantly becoming fans. Um, but yeah, so long story short, the uh, the event itself was filled with a uh, you know a bunch of stars in in the uh, in boxing. Um, I could tell you personally. Uh, let's see. I saw and met Mikey Garcia, uh, phenomenal man, phenomenal fighter, uh, good, good, just general good human being. Um, I saw Floyd Mayweather Sr. I saw Evander Holyfield. Uh, so obviously there's, uh, you know, I, I know Gennady Lafkin was there. Charlo was there. If you guys uh, saw his little, his little on stage uh, in the ring rant post fight with Jared Hurd. Uh, so he was there and uh, I think Riddick Bowe was there. Actually, Riddick Bowe was there. Um, but yeah, great experience guys. If you ever get a chance to see it, uh, whether you're, you know, here on the West coast or you're up in the garden in New York, or you're at Wembley across the pond or the O2 arena, whatever, uh, definitely make it to one of these events. Um, you will not be disappointed. I think it, it, it was definitely, in my opinion, I know like the football stadiums over in Europe, they can probably get a little bit more, um, I guess emotional, if you will, and more uh, enthusiastic, if you will, for for their teams. A little bit more upbeat, I think, than American sports, I would say. But this was pretty, pretty dang close to um, really showing that uh, you know that fan emotion in the uh, you know as the as the as the fights you know the turns of the, you know the, the ebb and flow of fights happened. You can you can really feel it, and it's something that. I think watching on cable TV or, you know, internet-based TV or web-based TV, it doesn't give you the same, um, you know, the same experience for sure. So I, I highly recommend it. Uh, great time for sure. Um, so with that being said, um, as I was walking through uh, the Staples Center, you know, I was talking to, you know, a lot of different, uh, a lot of different individuals, and I was so impressed to see, you know, the the love of the sport. People were people wanted to talk about boxing. Um, it's as you guys could imagine for somebody that does a podcast to be surrounded by, you know, twenty thousand fans. Even though I'm sure some of them are layman fans or whatever, but to be surrounded by that many people um, that love the sport in some way, shape, or form, right? And to be able to talk about it, man, I was like a kid in a candy store. It was it was amazing. And uh, for those of you that are listening, that are you know. Uh, converts from last night or whatever i i appreciate it thank you for listening this will be your first uh you know your first episode but shout out to you guys uh good times for sure i hope you enjoyed the fight as much as i did and uh, i look forward to uh you know talking to you guys more at the next event so with that being said um this episode is a little different uh, because before i go into the the tyson fury fight um i just want to say uh you know as an appreciation to you, you guys the listeners um, I want to go ahead and give something back. Uh, so what I'm going to be doing is a randomized giveaway. Um, and basically it's going to work like this. So between now and next Saturday, uh, so I'll give you guys about six days, you know, we'll make it seven. We'll, we'll make it till next Sunday. Um, um you know, on, uh, American time. So that will be, let's see the ninth, December 9th. Um, I want you guys to go ahead. First and foremost, you have to be a subscriber. Uh, through either one of the forums, uh, but definitely identify that. You can either hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, or via email at the baddest at baddestboxingpodcast at gmail.com. 
Or again, search for me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Baddest Boxing, and you should be able to pull me up. Okay, so the question I have for you, first and foremost, please identify that you are a uh, subscriber. Secondly, here's the question. Name the last time there was a heavyweight championship draw. Give me specifics on it. Also, don't feel feel free to drop your thoughts on this current uh, you know the fight with uh, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. I would love to hear your opinions as well. Also, if you do that, um, let me know if you mind. You you can either be you know um, uh, transparent, like I won't mention your name on on the next episode. Um, I would like to give you a shout out if I could. Um, but regardless, either way, and and guys, I don't care where you're at. Just you know, I'll go ahead, the, the individual that I pick, I'll go ahead and uh, respond back to you either via email or through through the DMs and uh, just ask for your shipping information and I will box something up, ship it to you guys free of charge. So there you go, little incentive. So once again, I need you to go ahead and answer that question. What was the last heavyweight championship draw before this one? And uh, good deal, guys. I look forward to hearing your responses. Okay, so moving on. Um, obviously we discussed the, the Tyson Fury Wilder undercard and very exciting in its own right. Um, obviously you could tell the, and, and you guys know, I mean, the hype was built up for Fury Wilder going into this fight. I had said, I think in the last episode that I saw this fight going one of two ways, Fury being, being knocked down on the deck within six rounds. Or if it goes a distance, his hands will be raised. Came very close to that. Not necessarily him getting knocked out, but um, close to <laughs> close to him. I think he should have. Actually, in my opinion, yes, he should have been the one raised at the end of the fight. Bottom line, um, I think he had enough points in the bag uh, to do so. Matter of fact, I personally had it uh, nine to three uh, to include two ten eight rounds for uh, for Wilder, and I think I gave him the second round as well. So even still, Wilder Fury rather should have pulled out that uh, that that fight. Um, however, I think the overall thing with this fight um, is that both of these guys, I think, definitely could walk away. So Fury, in my opinion, I think answered a lot of questions. Wilder, um, you know, unless you want to just discredit both of them, you have to give credit where credit's due. And I was talking to somebody about this last night. Sure, you could sit back and point at Deontay Wilder's record, which I've done. You could sit back and point at, um, you know, uh, uh, Tyson Fury's, you know, layoff or lack of a record as well, too. But at the bottom line, or at the end of the day, rather, these two are amongst what? The top four, five heavyweights of our generation right now. So they are the best that we have. They are the best this world has to offer right now. So the fact that they got in the ring and they were willing to, you know, uh, you know, build up this fight with shenanigans, you know, whatever shenanigans and talking smack to each other and everything and then get in the ring and uh, put on that show, uh, I- I'm blown away. I-, I-, I truly am blown away on both. Uh, actually, I- I'll be honest with you. On paper, I-, I had said, Wilder, you possess the tools to beat Fury. At the time, I believed it. Um, as this fight got closer and closer, I started doing a little bit more and more research and watching the oddness of Fury in his past fights and 
started to wonder if this will give Wilder some issues. And I, I'll tell you what, the fact that a 6'9", 255-and-a-half-pound man can move around the ring like that, and look, let, let's be honest, he does not look like he possesses the cardio, the athleticism, the power to do what he did, and he was able to do it. Um, so much, much credit. In my opinion, I think Fury walks away, even though he's the, you know, even though it was a draw, um, I think Fury walks away the winner. Not a dis- you know, no disrespect to Deontay Wilder. I just think that, um, you know, Fury, look, in my opinion, I think he put on a boxing clinic. Uh, Wilder, you know, I, I, I know we can say this about Wilder is, you know, we can never count him out in a fight, you know, two minutes left in the 12th round. And, uh, man, guys, if you haven't seen that video clip yet of Deontay Wilder cracking, um, Tyson Fury on the jaw with like a short left hook as he was going down from a, uh, I believe an overhand right, um, or a right hand rather, uh, and seeing what Fury looked like in that instance, I've never seen a boxer. I, I, in recent memory, I, I've never seen a boxer get hit like that, look like that, eyes roll back, glaze over. Um, you could tell by their, you know, by a fighter's reactions that they're, they're out. He was literally out for like 1.5 seconds, uh, and looked like he should stay down and uh, was able to ride, you know, somehow, some way was able to get up off of that. That right there sold me on fury, man. I, I mean, I, I think if the American public or the public boxing public in general has not given fury the due respect that he deserves, they definitely need to do that now. Um, but with that being said, I don't want to make it all about Tyson Fury. Uh, Deontay Wilder showed heart, showed grit. Um, but I'll tell you what, what I really enjoyed was seeing these guys post-fight with each other. And I, I thought, you know what, those are two professionals that really respect. And that showed me some growth for Deontay Wilder and Fury too as well, I guess, you know, that they're able to, you know, much like we've seen in the past. I mean, we do see that a lot with some fighters. Of course, there's some, you know, some fighters that have extreme bad blood and they'll never, you know, they'll never uh, shake hands or hug it out at the end of the ring. But, you know, it's good to see these two, these two dominant forces in the heavyweight division. Now, yes, they can be labeled as dominant, um, you know, kind of embrace at the end of the fight, you know, and uh, kind of credit each other for, you know, a job well done. And I'll tell you what, um, where do they go from here? Man, I would love to see another fight. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be very hard. Um, I, I think, you know, in all honesty, I think Wilder has a lot more to lose. Obviously, he's a champion, right? But he has a lot more to lose, I think, if they do this fight again right away. Um, you know, because Wilder, much like, you know, much like Triple G when he fought uh, Danny Jacobs, you know, at that point, Triple G was virtually unbeatable. I mean, he was just beating down opponents, and he ran into Danny Jacobs, and it's like, mm, may not want to fight him right away or right again. That's a close fight, but we may not want to fight him again. Uh, you know, we may be looking at the same thing with Wilder. They seem pretty eager right now. Uh, they seem like good sports about it, so uh, I guess we'll see what the future lays, but uh, where the future lies, rather, but... uh yeah, if I'm Anthony Joshua, man, I, I don't know. So now the question is, you know, 
what do you, you know, do you bet against Fury ever? You know, I mean, my thing is until he's, yes, okay, so he, he, you know, he got hit with a perfect left hand that, that put him down, that should have put any heavyweight down right now, uh, and he got up from it. He got hit on, like, the, the glancing blow, not a glancing blow, but the uh, the blow that put him down in the ninth round, I think, was on the, the crown of the head a little bit. Um, not a devastating knockdown by no means. Um, the, the punch that was putting him down was a pretty clean shot before he caught the left hand. Um, not devastating. I don't think at that point, the, obviously the, the 12th round second shot was the one that put him, uh, put him out for that split second. But my question is the man gets up, uh, <laughs> and you know, somebody had asked me, like, do you think he's got power? Uh, I think he's got enough power to let you know he's there. I think he's got enough power to let you know you're not going to just roll right right into him. He's going to, you know, he he's going to let you know, like, hey, yeah, I don't, I don't like you getting that close. So, obviously, he may not have that, uh, you know, that quick flash knockdown power, but he's definitely got some bludgeoning power. But I will say this, even his defensive skills, I don't understand how, how Wilder was missing. I mean, I, I saw it happening. I saw Fury, you know, moving, you know, trying to do his uh, rope-a-dope. But uh, I, I couldn't believe it, really, to be honest with you, how this guy was moving around and, and you know, um, amazing. So another thing, I just want to touch base on Deontay Wilder real quick. Um, so I guess the question was answered. He does bring power against the bigger, the bigger men in the division. Um, if you guys remember, I had talked about the question if he can generate power punching up, which um, I guess to a certain extent was was answered. To a certain extent, yes, he can still bring some power. Um, is he dangerous to the other big men of the division? I think so. I, I'll tell you what. I think if he caught <laughs> I, I, I would say if he caught any one of the other heavyweights to include maybe even Anthony Joshua uh, with that with that left hook at that left hook at that point in the fight uh, when they're both worn out. And that's another thing, guys. What's so significant about that shot that Wilder landed on Fury, this is in the 12th round. These guys, Fury in particular, and Wilder, had been expending energy. It wasn't no slow fight. These guys were moving the entire fight. They were throwing punches at a decent heavyweight rate. Um, it wasn't... It wasn't slow. It wasn't plotting. It was very, very clean, very silk. You know, uh, uh, you know, very silky, very, uh, you know, very exciting. I mean, it had its had its lulls a little bit, but um, it definitely brought the action, man. Definitely brought it, and uh, that's the significance. It's like, man, this this shot came after expending all those, you know, for eleven and a half rounds. Basically, you've expended all your energy, and you took a shot like that. And were able to and was able to get up. Whew, that's that's good stuff right there. Um, but anyway, uh, so where do these guys go from here? I you know I guess I guess we'll see we'll see what uh, what Eddie Hurd has to say uh, right now. You know Hearn, Hearn I'm sure has a plan. You know uh, for Joshua, I know Wilder should be in those plans. But I mean, if I'm Wilder now. Hmm. 
I, I mean, you know, if I'm if I'm Fury now, you know, I think you just went ahead and and and, and got that seat at the table, that that proverbial seat at the table, if you will, for sure. You you deserve a right now, in my opinion. You know, you had the WBC champ and the lineal heavyweight champ. The lineal heavyweight champ proved that yes, with a two and a half year layoff, um, <laughs> you know, dropping 150 pounds for this fight, fighting two. You know, it is what it is, tomato cans, and was able to stretch the champ to 12 rounds and, in a lot of people's opinions, beat the champion, uh, the, the the current WBC strap holder. Bottom line to that is the future is bright for both of these guys, and the future is bright for the heavyweight division, and the future is bright for, for the fans that enjoy watching uh, these big these big guys fight it out. Because uh, as I as I discussed, there is there is talent in the heavyweight division. Uh, these guys just proved it. Um, I think now Deontay Wilder can silence some of the critics. Um, I think Fury shouldn't have to answer any more questions about his layoff. I think he deserves the right um, to you know to have that swag, if you will, for being the uh, the lineal champ and beating Klitschko, and now you know doing what he did against a a prime fury. And speaking of prime, look, we're looking at two boxers also still in their prime as well. So, you know, if Fury can stay focused, who knows what he can do? Uh, Wilder, we know, is is pretty focused. He's always in good shape. Um, it, I'll tell you this. It would be curious to see, can you imagine if Fury did not have that little bit of a downfall and walk away from the sport, um, what he would be like if he really focused? So maybe we will see um, a new Tyson Fury that is truly focused to the game um, and watch him establish, could he establish dominance in the division? I, I don't know. You know, with a big, you know, big guy like that that can move around, that's a very interesting, very interesting combo. Uh, it makes a very interesting fighter in the heavyweight division. Um, but I, I don't want to give, again, I, I don't want to give him... So much that it takes away from Deontay Wilder. Um, again, I, I do feel like while uh, Fury won that fight, um, again, I had it nine rounds to four. Even with the two 10-8 rounds, uh, Fury still had a comfortable enough win, a uh, lead to win that fight. Um, the judge that gave it 115-110, Wilder, I believe. Uh, I'm like, what the heck? Especially, I think I saw the scorecards. I think he gave him the first four rounds. I was like, wow, that's... That's really uh, definitely not the first round. I mean, I think I think Fury outboxed him. You know, definitely the first four to five rounds he was outboxing him. But it is what it is. I guess um, Fury connected at a higher percentage, landed more shots. But I think Wilder threw more shots. I believe so. Maybe that maybe that's what he was seeing, which was surprising because to me, uh, it seemed like Fury was the one uh, being more active and throwing more punches. Um, but again, maybe it was just in spurts during that fight. Uh, but either way, you know, much credit to both these guys. Um, you know, much credit to Jarrett Hurd, uh, Jason Wellborn, um, yeah, Luis Ortiz and, and Trevor Kaufman were coming out and doing a uh, doing an outstanding job. Um, you know, taking care of business in their own uh, respective fights and uh, entertaining the fans. Uh, it was great, but. Uh, so we'll see, guys. We'll see where the heavyweight division goes from here. But if this was the first time getting reintroduced to the heavyweight division since, let's say, the 
the boring times of Klitschko, the non-Vitali Lennox Lewis Klitschko times, the non-young uh, Vladimir Klitschko when he was on a tear before he ran into Corey Sanders and he turned into a uh, defensive-minded uh, heavyweight champ. Uh, welcome back to the heavyweight division because we got some excitement in it, and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. Uh, so once again, guys, hey, thanks for listening to this special episode. I just wanted to get something out there, talk to you guys a little bit about it, um, put that info out to you guys. And uh, once again, don't forget about the contest. So between now and December 9th, um, go ahead and hit me up any any means, shape, or form, uh, whether it be through Instagram, Twitter, uh, or via email at baddestboxingpodcast at gmail.com. The question is, when was the last time there was a draw? in a heavyweight championship prior to uh, Wilder Fury. Hit me up. Let me know. Let me know your thoughts on this fight as well. I'll give you a shout out in the next episode. And if I pick your, uh, or if, excuse me, if your answer is picked, I will go ahead and contact you to have uh, your address uh, for you guys. Give me your address. And I have a pretty cool prize for you guys. And I will ship it out ASAP. You have my word on it. Guys, take care. I hope you enjoyed this weekend's fights. And I will talk to you next time. Before I forget, I just want to give a shout out, speaking of shout outs, to uh, my boy Cisco69 on YouTube. Definitely check him out if you want to see some pretty cool videos in regards to sports memorabilia, um, comic books, uh, anything anything new that's out there in that world. He definitely has some pretty cool opinions. Uh, he's a big, big, big friend of the show. Uh, definitely give him some shout out. Give him some love on YouTube. Cisco69, check him out. Appreciate everything, guys. Take care. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the baddest boxing podcast on the planet. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter for future episodes and updates.